0: The project, Kuwait. K- 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 L- Learn. Live. way, Live. Um, What do we do with (laughs) negative messages? We all have them.
1: They haunt us. It's a decision you have to make to get rid of your negative messages. So we got to reprogram our mind to look at negative, not so negative, and to build positive on a daily
0: basis. So everybody listening, start thinking this episode is awesome.
1: No, this really teaches people how to reprogram. I think people think mind is a mind and it does not change. I totally disagree with that.
0: So enjoy the episode and DM us if you have any questions. All this and more in today's episode.
1: Talking about this topic, like what do you do when people like all their life? I can understand, like, I can learn a language when I'm 30, but what do you do with people who all their life hurts comments like you're stupid, you're never gonna make it out uh, to anything, you're ugly, who's gonna marry you? You have been a burden to me. What do you do with these things? Like, are these things supposed to stay in my mind forever?
0: See, now you're changing the argument. Now you're changing the argument because yeah, that's, t- that's a lot. That's a lot. No, the argument that we were having before. That's what I was thinking. I know, but now it's a lot harder for me to go against that because then it turns into social influences. (sighs) And the people that are, the people that are But it's
1: true. But I mean, even the other side, you were saying, like, well, that's not true. Like I was saying to you, can our mind really have all this and not be able to change it? And you were saying, well, that's not true. The mind is… Malleable.
0: malleable. I think it's, I yeah. think it's malleable. always… What was yeah. I looking at? I was looking I know, for a word. <laughs> I think we can always learn new skills. And I think we can always develop ourselves. And if we're not developing, we're dying. In mm. my perspective. Of course. You know, I'm 36 years old. I Wow, you're 36 I am, already? I know. <gasps> I feel I know. so old. You just made me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm 36. I just picked up a new sport in CrossFit. Now, there are a lot of skilled gymnastics movements that I never thought I would be able to do. (laughs) Maybe I had, because I had a background in gymnastics when I was a kid that I'm quickly to adapt to it. You're using it. But I never thought I could walk on my hands. Yeah. I mean, shit, I'm 36. I'm walking on my hands. I'm doing a bar muscle up, a ring muscle up. So for someone to come up to me and say, no, 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 that's just how my mind works. I can't learn new skills. I can't change my mindset. I mean, I lost over 55 pounds. Yeah. That doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen by having a mindset of, oh, I can't do this. And Mm. me not setting up the structures in place in order to get there. Now, I'm sure you have the terms that go along with that of probably what I did. Uh. But I find it very hard to believe when people say, no, 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 I just can't do it. I just can't do it. I think that's the easy way out for them.
1: Well, I mean, the thing is, is that that's true. And then what they're doing is like they are setting up their subconscious to believe these negative messages, right? So what you're saying is like, have you ever noticed it? Like the more I say, I can't do this, I can't do that. The more I feel like I can't. It all starts from the morning. If you get up and you say to yourself, today, I'm going to have a good day. Today, I'm going to have a great day. That makes a total difference. And when I get up and I say, oh my God, I hate today. I can't believe I'm going back to work. It's going to be a long day. You know, like some people say, it's going to be a long day. So here, you've got two mindsets. And so maybe for you and with CrossFit, what you have done actually is like, I mean, because you've also done other sports and you've always been dedicated to that. So doing CrossFit, which is a little bit more difficult and a little bit more technique, it sounds like what you're saying. It makes you want to challenge it more because you've done before and you've succeeded. So when you go to CrossFit, for example, Obviously, you're not going to go into a class and say to yourself, Oh my God, I'm going to die today.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, no. If you, if I mean you're you going to say,
1: Wow, well, you... I'm going to have a great experience. I know it's going
0: to be hard. No, majority of the time, I'm dying. Yeah, you are. <laughs> and and you I, are I, know dying. I know I'm going to die. But you, it's a nice workout.
1: die. Yeah, it's, right? it is.
0: But if I walk up to a set of weights, mm. like yesterday, one of the photographers, love the guy, comes mm. over. He's like, I'm going to take your picture while you're doing a front squat. I was going for a personal best. A lot of weight on the bar. So he's taking my picture and as I'm three quarters or halfway down in the squat, flash goes off. No, no. Before that, sorry. I'd said, oh, watch. You'll probably take this picture and I'll fail.
1: Uh, See? You set it up. I set it up.
0: I set it up from the beginning. That's
1: what I'm talking about. Setting it
0: up. Yeah. No, I set it up from the beginning. You're 100% right. Versus… Three days before that, I PR'd by 85 pounds. See? And it was because my boys were around and they were talking me up. They're like, "Nah, throw the 20s on. You can do it. You can do it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could do this crap. And I did it versus like just the whole setup. I mean, you
1: set it up, right? So when you get up in the morning and you say to yourself, I'm just going to have another lousy day because yesterday I had another. (laughs) So you're setting it up. And then it kills me when people come to the office and they say to me, I attract bad things. Seriously? Like who attracts bad things? You're like, what? Seriously? I want to understand how do people convince themselves that they attract bad things. Like for example, it's impossible that I was born to not attract bad things and they're (laughs) born to attract things. People need to get to the point where they have to realize, I say to myself, I'm attracting bad things. It means you will attract it. If you say to yourself, see, like I had people like, I could give you so many things in my life. They were all traumatic. Because one of the questions I asked, well, tell me any traumatic experiences you've had. And they're like, see, I was born. Do you have-
0: ever get traumatic experiences where people are like, yeah, I dropped my Chanel and it freaking, <laughs> <No. laughs> it fell into a puddle. So No,
1: but losing Did- money. Ha- like they're, oh, not, really? they're not poor. But I've had people where they say, the ideas is like, for example, they were in a certain class or they were making a lot more money and now they're making less money. But still it's not like, Poor, yeah. but they're making less money, so their lifestyle was changed. Where What's she the, cannot buy any of these. like
0: Most mundane thing you've ever heard someone say as a traumatic experience, where you just rolled your eyes and you are like, "Oh my god, are you kidding me? This is your traumatic experience." Have you ever done that?
1: I've I no, but I've never said to the. I person, mean, you can't because you can, I can't say that. But no, because you, I you, can't you, dismiss that their trauma is their trauma. You are one hundred percent right. You are one hundred
0: percent right, and you are a psychologist, so you. I like that. You think that way. Yeah. Whereas if I was in your shoes and someone <laughs> oh was like, God, man, someone was indeed. like, oh, I lost in this. I'd be like, dude, are you kidding me?
1: Yeah, I can't believe. Like, no, I mean, I can't, I've, I... But I've heard some really traumatic things that I was like, wow. That I, I can understand. And then there, there were other things. I mean, I've heard people saying like, I lost my job. I mean, maybe for some people, they lost their job, but they were not like, they were not there that long or the money wasn't dependent on them. Like I just lost my job and then I ended up sleeping all day. Like, but that's yeah. traumatic. Sometimes people like you mentioned like they've had traumatic experience like somebody dying but they weren't even that close to the person. Okay. Like For me it's like, how is that trauma? Or sometimes I feel like maybe people are just making up things because I thought, <laughs> do you have any traumatic… Like in psychologist's office, you must have something yeah, big. Yeah, something like, you must know. have happened to you. No, yeah. because they're probably embarrassed. It's like there's nothing wrong with you. When people come to your office, they're assuming you're going to say to them, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. Why are you here? And so they want to make up something big to justify why they're there. But then on the other hand, I've seen a lot of people. But then most of the time it's like the majority of people come to me and say, I just have bad luck. Nothing ever works out. Every relationship I get into, it's a bad one. Now, can that be luck? No, it's
0: and not And that's luck. what they like. If, if is it really luck, luck? Do you believe I don't in like believe rec- in luck. or whatever that no, crap I don't believe is it, where any they have of that. the little stone and <laughs> they like, oh, this that. is going this way. You're gonna-. I mean,
1: And then the person will say to me, please doc, just listen to me. Is this coincident? Why do I meet all the losers? Let's talk about that. Now, the idea is that if Ooh, it's I like already… Where, I like where <laughs> this is
0: going. Okay. All right. Why do I meet all the losers? Why do I so meet all the how losers? Can, how can we retrain ourselves or we reprogram our thought process to actually meet a good-looking, nice guy or a nice girl that has some values that we can trust in and we actually like versus… I mean, change
1: your taste. First of all, if you don't want losers, why are you constantly attracted to men that are not working? They're living at home.
0: But then we're going to the Oedipus complex and no, the, no. Dad, the dad well, complex. Then,
1: and... then the dad complex and you have to realize they're not going to work out. You know? <laughs> Fair. So if you want to do the bad boy image, the thing, you have to realize everyone needs to be honest with themselves. What kills me is people are like shocked. And then, you know, one of the things my reputation here is is that I'm in your face kind of therapist, right? Like I don't put up with this BS. Like, you don't want to come and pay me. I I almost
0: got her to swear, everybody. I almost (laughs) got her to swear. (laughs) I don't swear
1: that much. But to be honest, I cannot. So people come to you and then they're shocked. I grow on you after a while. (laughs) But it's like, why would you be able to say that all your relationships… So when you look at patterns for relationship, they always tend to be in similar criteria. For example, they're usually unemployed or they can't keep a job or they have a job and they don't work that much, right? They don't go to work. And the other thing is, is that they're not that educated. And they're pretty much like sitting at home still, even if they're in their late 30s, living off of mom and dad. And most of the time they stay up all night and they might have some drug and alcohol issues, right? Or they party most of the weekend. And now, would you not think, I mean, not to judge these people, but technically these people are not going to be the criteria of someone that's going to be responsible and willing to give you commitment, correct? Because they obviously have issues with commitment. And they're not responsible and they don't have self-discipline. So when you continue to go out with these guys. And the problem is that because she's promised or told herself, I always attract losers. When she gets rid of one loser, where is she going to go? To the loser so neighborhood.
0: Yeah, yep, that makes That's sense. right,
1: And that is why she's going to go to the loser neighborhood where she's going to attract. Again, the same way as she attracted the first one, probably somewhere where the person... And the idea is that sometimes we attract people and we don't know what their standard is, right? But when we're having a conversation with them, after one day, two day, one week, two day, two weeks, three weeks, a month, you're getting to know this person. And they're giving you the same kind of characteristics that you've had in the past. Why not break up? Can someone tell me why not break up? Why wait till three years later to come and sit in Dinka's office so you could tell her I attract all <laughs> bad people?
0: It's the vicious cycle that people like to move themselves through and because they're used to it. They don't like to about. get out of their comfort zone.
1: That is exactly right. So the idea is, is that what we need to do, is this genetic or is this environmental? It is environmental. She needs to stop saying, what? I attract losers. She needs to take...
0: <laughs> really, this episode has turned into <laughs> fatal attraction. Like I'm so... I'm deeming this episode called <laughs> "Fatal Attraction." <laughs> it is no longer what we what, what were we supposed to be talking about?
1: Yeah, Mind reprogramming. This is really irks me. It's true. No, this is true. But it is part of reprogramming. So first, what she needs to do first, stop dating. That's what I say. And then, like she looks at me and's like, "What do you mean? I need someone in my life." Not that we no, advocate no, no. dating need... in our
0: society. Just, huh? so, no, this... <laughs> just
1: so everyone, whatever knows. talking, whatever. I know right? talking. Yeah. So the idea is a stop. Stop going out. Stop meeting people. I mean, people do meet here, right? Yeah. And then no, they don't
0: meet here. Uh, they, they, don't they, meet they Yeah, women okay, and men never do. talk here. <laughs> all right, that's
1: such a myth. I know. I'm right? not even <laughs> breaking these myths. It's worse than in the states sometimes. Yeah. It's it is worse than because now we can do it through yeah. apps, though. Yeah. I mean, there's not face to face.
0: There's, there's tind- less face to face. There's Tinder. It <laughs> like, kills me. This. I don't even know what. I have what.
1: These, these I have these like young patients who are coming to teach me about tender and azar and I don't know what other programs I'm thinking, you know <laughs> so I mean they are meeting but they might probably we are less meeting face to face obviously it's very difficult here but in the states for example but still, like, even when I'm talking about this person, like, a lot of them, she's not meeting face-to-face. But, yeah. like, conversation. Here, we live for digital stuff. That's enough for them. Or cameras, right? But still, like, if you think about it, these criterias existed a month ago. What did she say to me? Well, I thought this guy was going to be different. How? Exactly. So, the first thing I say, you need to delete all these products. So, you know, I've had people in my office, they delete these dating programs. Why? Because now we need to concentrate on you. In order for me to reconstruct this brain of hers that is saying, I only attract losers, she's got to detox. We got to detox from all the negativity. One of the things we detox, we delete all programs. We're not ready to be meeting anyone. So detox. And then what do I say? Now let's think about all the negative messages you've heard in your childhood. Most of the time, these individuals, they never heard anything promising anyways. It's always, you're always ugly, you're fat. No one's ever going to love you. When you've got your parents who gave birth to you, they're not even... And loving ju- Just you. for
0: parents, that's a shitty thing to say to your child.
1: That is a shitty thing. It's to really say to a shitty
0: thing. And, and a really... lot of
1: people say that. I mean, like here, you know. It's terrible. They call them names and then like, you're ugly, you're abusive. No, and then the idea is that they are projecting, right? So the parents are unhappy with their relationship and here they put it on the kid. The cute kid always gets compliment. The other one that's mediocre doesn't. The one that is successful in school always gets praised. The other ones like they ahmar. I know. right? <laughs> it's like it's like, it's
0: like as a stupid, parent like yeah. I, I'd love stupid. to say to some of these dads I'd be like you asshole why don't you just tell your son or your daughter like hey I love you for who you are and what Never. you are. Never
1: unconditional love, come on. yeah, I'm Not but, talking I mean, about
0: unconditional But parents in general. I think people are getting better at it. Parents are I getting I think better. now they're
1: getting more educated.
0: But still like hey, I still see it in, when I'm out and a dad yells at his kid. I try my best not to yell at a day. And when I do yell at him, it's not a yell like a vicious yelling. It's more a fear if he's doing something and like he's going to get hurt. Mm -hmm. I'm like, DJ, don't do that.
1: But we could do that. It's fine. But you don't call him, you're so ugly. You're so stupid. Why would you cross the street like that? Like, we have to really be careful. I mean, sometimes their behavior could not be the behavior we're expecting. We always have to make a differentiation between, I don't like your behavior here. I didn't like the way you behaved with these people, the way you're behaving it's cool. Don't bring in their personality in it or they themselves. So don't say you're stupid. But what you did was stupid is okay. But to say that you're stupid. So, you know, this person like has a list of things that she has that she's been called and she's not attractive and no one's ever going to love you and all the people you're going to love are going to be losers. They're using you. And so she ends up believing in this, growing up to believe that. And then this person had a sister who was much more attractive than her. So all the proposals were for her, not for this. This one's overweight. The other one wasn't. So there's this comparison. Mom constantly saying, why can't you be like your sister? Attractive, smart, whatever. And when parents get into this like comparison, this one is better. They build up resentment toward the siblings. Mm-hmm. So the resentment started with her jealous of her sister and trying to be able to prove to herself that someone's going to love me. So somebody's better than nothing. And then they end up hurting her ultimately. I mean, that defeats the point of why you're even talking to these guys because you want love and attention because you've never got it at home. And now suddenly you're saying... That they're hurting you because they're all abusing her emotionally or verbally abusing her.
0: See, psychology is so weird. Because mm-hmm. I do this with Haya a lot of the time. I always believe it's like… If someone emotionally abuses me or says something… I'm the type of guy where I'm like, screw you. I'm going to do it whether you say to do it or not. I don't really care what you say. I'm going to spit in your face afterwards. Whereas Heya, She's like, you just don't understand. That affected me emotionally or this. And… I just don't get it. You know what I mean? Like there are just some things that we don't, like I can't comprehend it. It's like…
1: Like if someone says something to you and you don't…
0: It's it. like it's like the person that's getting ridiculed for someone talking about what they post on Instagram. Right. For instance, I just, I don't understand it. I don't understand why people follow certain people. It's something that just doesn't click in my brain. And me and Haya get into this argument a lot. And Haya thinks it's… Like, Haya understands it from that perspective. She <laughs> says, how can you not see it from that perspective? I'm just like… It's
1: like they get I hurt of why they're putting these
0: things something on. Something like that. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't get it. Like, I just don't get it. I mean, it. I
1: think that's another thing. Is it like… What hurts me might be different from what yeah, hurts other yeah. people. And also, it has something to do with like… If you've gone through a lot in your life… Then now you've like… You're ready to tackle a lot more stuff. And so… But some people are like so, so sensitive about these like negative messages that anything that they hear that's negative from the outside world actually gets internalized and gets tapped into all the messages. So if she had somebody in her Instagram say, this is a terrible picture of you, then it goes back to her childhood when her mom used to say, you're ugly, no one's ever going to marry you.
0: Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I see what you're saying. So it's like there's a connection in there in your
1: brain that connects one thing to the other. And then ultimately, how do you express it is by these emotions. And it's all happening subconsciously, right? So growing up, we've got... You love Freud and I do too. And, and then what, what did Freud say? Is like, we hear all these messages as kids and then we put it in our subconscious. But also in general, we hear a lot of things. And then we hear things when we get a little older and then we hear things from people we love, like our parents and our partners and our best friend. All of these things get compiled and they're staying in our subconscious. And so there's like a negative side and the positive side in my yeah. mind. And the positive side is a small pot and then the negative is outweighing the positive. And then it's not just hearing it. Hearing it will be half of the problem. The idea is is that believing it. So here, if you've grew up just as someone saying to you, you're ugly, you're ugly. So you start to believe that you're ugly. And then you start to pinpoint all the ugliness in you. Like if you're overweight, your body's not perfect. And then for Instagram, now it's even a worse thing because social media allows us to compare ourselves and to convince ourselves we're ugly. Yeah. So that's even worse. Back back in the days, we can put it in our subconscious. And then when we look on TV, we see these yeah. bottles. It's the time that we can compare. But now we're bombarded by this comparison. So then you meet someone else and then you're just grateful he's in love with you. I mean, grateful for what? He doesn't have anything to offer you. I mean, when people get in a relationship, they have to ask themselves, what is this person offering me? This person is offering me nothing that you haven't, don't have He's giving you verbal abuse, emotional abuse. Some people say, okay, it's economical reason why I'm in this relationship. Well, it's not economical there because he's not working. She's spending money. And on top of all of this, she believes that she's worthless. So the idea is, is that where did it all go wrong? Where do we go? We go for all those negative messages that she has in her subconscious. And now we write them all down. You should see the list people write when I say, okay, I want you to write everything you've heard in your childhood. Everything you've heard later in the childhood, it's not only childhood. Sometimes you can have a nice parents, and then you go to college, they bully you. And then they give you a lot of negative comments that you start to accumulate. It's like hoarding. You're hoarding negative words. And then she writes it all down and there were a pile of many things. And then I say to her, okay, do you believe these things? And then she says, yes. Why? She doesn't know why. So you have to ask yourself, like, why do I believe that I'm ugly? Well, because I don't look like so-and-so on TV for example. And then, so you have to challenge it because these things, they cannot just stay there. It's like if they stay there and you don't challenge them, then they're never going to go away. I'm going to start challenging them now. Why do you think you are? How true is this? Do you really believe it's true or not? A lot of times people will say it is true. And sometimes they say, and then when you say it's true, I always think to myself that if it's true, then now you have to know how to change it. So now you get two people. It's a different type of people. People like they don't want to change it because it's easier that they're kept there. You know them and they are not sure why should they change them. And then you get got the other people saying, no, I value myself. I am tired of the way I live. I'm tired of attracting all these wrong relationships and I'm ready to make a change. And then once they're making a change, we reconstruct these words. And then one of the best exercises you could do really is get up in the morning, you know, when you have negative thoughts, the first thought that comes to your mind is like, I'm going to have a bad day. I have, every day I have a bad day. What makes this day very bad? Don't even entertain these kind of thoughts. I mean, it's free.
0: Yeah.
1: It's free to look in yourself in the mirror and say to yourself, I am going to have a good day. No, it's you're right. It's very free. You're right. You're 100% right. You are 100 right you do not have to right. pay for that. So I say to people, you don't have to pay for this. Just stand there. Tell yourself, I'm going to have a good day. And then she says to me, but I don't believe that. I don't care if you don't believe that. Just
0: say it. No, but it's true. I mean, what? when you talk about reprogramming, I've had a lot of shitty things happen to me in life, mm-hmm. but I just reprogram myself to, okay, you know what? This happened. Oh, well, that's it. It happened. It's gone. Khalas. Nothing I could do and about it. You can't do anything about yeah, it. Yeah. It. It's like, all right. But how... we also
1: have to take responsibility for our now. But this if is If we where... screw up, no, if, we... if I
0: screw up, okay. I no, get I have it, to take responsibility
1: of... for even for those bad words that I heard in my childhood. It is my responsibility that I've held on to them and I didn't get rid of them. Hold on a minute. Hold on. No, no. Hold on a
0: minute. If someone's battered you down… Someone called me ugly. If someone's battered you down your entire entire childhood… Yes. How can you take responsibility and say… I'm not taking
1: responsibility for them abusing me. I'm taking responsibility for allowing them to abuse me because I've kept it in the unconscious and to this day, I'm still using it. But what if you don't know any better? Yeah, you do know better. Because most of the time, people know that they have negative messages, but they believe in those negative messages. So you were in an abusive relationship, right? And obviously, this abusive relationship, he, I always say he, sorry. And it was I'm a she. To be gen- it was she a was she, she. Let's say she's a All she. Right. I don't want
0: people thinking <laughs> I have a he in my life. <laughs> but
1: the majority are he's. But let's say she was abusive Wait, to I you.
0: Sense, I sent some hatred towards <laughs> males here, Dr. D. There, there- I'm psychoanalyzing <laughs> you right now. I, th- I don't hate
1: males, but I feel like they're Privilege. In the Ooh, other snap. life, I want to be
0: a male. Oh my god. I wish Haya was here. In the other would, life, I swear, she, I want to be a man. is a feminist. is pro-feminist. I, she's I, like, I, males are privileged. I think Haya
1: needs to be in one of our meetings so we can talk about this feminism <laughs> and how <laughs> You don't want to been. debate with her.
0: You do not want to debate. <laughs> no, her I, whole I thing, am. Her whole thesis was on societal constructions of male and female constructs. Some crazy I stuff.
1: I agree with that. And that's the thing is is that the majority of men are, and you know, I just… Men are
0: pigs. Are men are pigs. Men are pigs or dogs? What do you refer to? I say dogs. You say dogs? Yeah. I think men are pigs. You know, like, pigs and men, dogs. They're pigs and dogs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Poor men. There are some nice men out there. But the idea is, is that, I mean, we're just used to having
0: domestic violence being with men. And no, that's true. No, know. it's 100%. I mean, it's, men, get, men know, get abused too, but
1: No, no. And I was just reading an article about that there is an increased percentage of, Men that have been abused by their partners, because women are
0: women are getting stronger. They are. Women, we're using no, the heel. You, Did you
1: notice it was two years ago? There was an article here that said there were some men that have reported abuse by their spouses
0: <laughs> by using the heel. <laughs> you I know, believe it. By
1: poking the I heel in it. his eye or in his head or throwing a hard object.
0: Doctor D, see, then, I'm psychoanalyzing you right now. We're going to talk. We're going to talk, <laughs> talk off air. we're going to talk off air. But you know,
1: but you know, the thing is, is that there are probably more numbers of men being abused, but they're not reported because men feel embarrassed to go. Especially in this part of the world, can you imagine going to the police station and you're saying, "Hey, I beat me."
0: What about the lady in Arizona who chopped her husband's penis off? That's right, and then threw it in the garbage disposal. He deserved it, (laughs) so that it could be sewn back on. That's right, but he deserved it.
1: He was cheating. And she wanted to make sure he's never going to cheat again. Well,
0: he ain't cheating again. (laughs) He ain't doing doing much of anything again. She (laughs)
1: decided she was going to take matters into her own hands.
0: That's true. But But that's
1: not… We're not promoting that. But I'm just (laughs) saying… I'm saying that whenever we're talking about… Especially the women I see, the majority of my… Clients are women. So most of the time, if they come from an abusive relationship, it's because the man has made them believe that they're worthless and that no one else is ever going to love them the way he loves them. And that's why he controls them. And the biggest number he is not, I mean, for my experience, I don't see a lot of physical abuse, but definitely emotional abuse, financial
0: 100 abuse, yeah, that's you see true. it.
1: So the emotional abuse is constantly telling her, you're never going to find somebody better than me. You're ugly anyways. You're fat. He gives her all these comments about her body that makes her feel that she's never going to. So that's why she stays, right? And she's scared of him and he is controlling, right? So she grows up to believe this. And then so later on when she leaves him, she's still haunted by all those words. So it's a choice. We go back to that word. Is it a choice? You have made a choice to hold on to these negative labels. Once you come into my office and you have decided... That means you've decided, I made a choice to erase, to reconstruct all these negative. But there are people that come to me and they're still not committed enough to really do what? To let go of these negative labels. Because these negative labels, after a while, they become a safety zone. This is something they know. Now, they're coming and we're trying to reconstruct. There's still some positive things. Remember, there's two parts. There's a negative, which is very big. And then the positive. So now what we need to do is we shift our brain to constantly look into the positive stuff that they have. And the only way to do it is from the beginning of your morning, you got to say, to I'm going to have a bad, good day. You say a bad day, mm. you have a bad day.
0: You know what Freud says about the oh, unconscious. Flip, right? You know what Freud says about the unconscious. You just let it slip by saying bad day first. That's right. Because we're
1: so used to saying that. That's
0: true. No, you're 100% right. I mean, you're rewiring
1: your brain to do something it's not used to do. We're always constantly looking into the negative. I'm going to have a bad day. My relationship is not going to work. You know, my kids are all going to grow up bad. I'm never going to have luck with money. We grow up to do that. It's so automatic for us. Yeah. And then the other part is not automatic. So it needs to be relearned.
0: Yeah. You actually got to… Normal people have to work. <laughs> yeah, it's yes. like you got to work at reprogramming. It's you not that easy. You have to work. It's not, and and it's, people
1: are always looking for an easy answer. Like, please help me. I meet people that have had their problem for 10 years. She comes to one session or two sessions. She's like, please, can you cure me in one se- How can I cure you?
0: It's been 10 years of shit. So. It's been 10 <laughs> like, years yeah, of yeah, shit. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, yeah. And
1: suddenly now, people want to come. And they think that you're going to have a miracle work. I mean, the work starts with you first. You make a commitment that you want to change. My job is to give you skills, to give you small tips of what you need to do. But those tips, they need to be exercised out in the real world. You come back to me, we'll see. If it didn't work, then we need to do something else different. So at least you need five to 10 sessions to just work on just the tip of reconstructing and reprogramming your mind. It's not that easy. Hundred percent. It's like uh, rewiring, like a computer. Yeah. When you rewire it, how long does it take? If your computer crashed and then you have
0: to rewire it, uh, I'm not a technical. Guy. I know, I'm not technical either. <laughs> was a bad... But I'm assuming. I'm assuming it. I'm assuming a, it takes a while. <laughs>
1: I'm assuming, right?
0: No, my coach, my CrossFit coach, my trainer, Rob. His programming company is mm-hmm. called No Magic Pill.
1: I like that. Yeah.
0: I really want you… I no wa- magic. Point. I really want you to like… We got to bring him on the show. Oh, we Because def- I want to tap into the CrossFitters. CrossFitters… The, the mentality is so weird.
1: I want to know who gets attracted to CrossFitting. Are they strong personality? Or do they endure more? Because CrossFit is not for everyone.
0: No. It's definitely not. I
1: mean not for everyone physically. I think emotionally is not for everyone.
0: I think for emotionally weak people… It's not for them. I think it's good for them though. Really? I think you don't will, think they fall apart? N- I think it might Because they walk them- into
1: that CrossFit saying, I can't do this.
0: But I've met See? people that have said that and six months later, they're a different person.
1: Because, you know why? Because they just learned to say that I can do this.
0: They, yeah. And right? they learned it through sport, through CrossFit.
1: That's true. You know, what I want to let you know is that people that are very committed… To exercising, they tend to be more positive and they reprogram faster. 100%. So I think there's some connection between, because remember, like CrossFit and all exercising, it takes determination, commitment, self-discipline. Yeah. Because you have to be determined to go work out every day. You can't be lazy. I mean, sometimes you have lazy days, but oftentimes it's a commitment. It's a mindset, right? So I'm sure, so as long as you're self-disciplined and committed, then you can restructure.
0: Yeah,
1: 100%. Reshape your mind. So I'm sure people that go to CrossFit, I mean, I'm sure the first day they'll say, Oh my God, I'm so worried. But then they change the way they think.
0: Yeah, no. About CrossFit. And if anyone out there is listening to this, don't go to a CrossFit class with a bunch of jerks in it. All right? It has to be in a good community. Mm. And the gym I go to, The CrossFit community is really good in the sense that if you are new and if you're new to the class, people will be around you and they'll be pumping you up saying, come on, you can finish this, keep going, one more rep, you can do this. Versus if you go somewhere where they have a bunch of guys with big egos and whatever, they'll do the workout and they'll leave. It's different when you have that community and you have that support around you, teaching you that new skill and teaching you how to buy into something that you're out of your comfort zone, really. And that's why I applaud the heavier set person that goes into their first CrossFit class because it takes a lot of guts to take that step. It takes more guts to take that step than to go and buy a candy bar, so to speak. You know what I mean? It's
1: true. A lot of times people don't want to go to an exercise class if they're overweight because they're worried that everyone will be in shape and they'll be the only one that's overweight. And so therefore, what happens, like they'll avoid it or they'll try to do some stuff on their own. So I really commend and admire these individuals that will go. So because sometimes when you're overweight, you'll get a trainer or you'll walk and the walk path or whatever, because you don't want to go there until you're a little bit in shape. I mean, I've heard girls say this all the time: like, I don't want to go; I'm still fat. Let me lose a little weight before I go to class, because there are other I people. I know it's like, like, what
0: are you going? to What are you going to? And then I was thinking,
1: like, oh, no, but I was thinking that isn't that the purpose? And she's like, no, doc. If you see most of these people in these health clubs, they're like all fit.
0: It's sad. It's sad that that impression is now out is. there, you know. Because I was that guy. I was yeah. that guy that weighed 120 kilos in the gym and I looked like I didn't belong there. And I probably looked like a maniac with how I was exercising. Because when I work, when I exercise, I work with intent. Yeah, you know, like that's that's, right. I always try to work with intent. Right. And usually my intent… Intents, yeah. That's right. Yeah. You know, and
1: That's a good word when we're talking about mind reprogramming. You have to have an intention too. So if people like yourself, they are working out with an intent you coming to therapy with an intent right you're going to work with an intent a positive intent i'm sure that when you're working out you're not how your intention is not negative it's to accomplish something
0: yeah 100%
1: right that's what intent yeah. means but you know coming back to thinking why is that true why is most of the gyms with nice good looking people it's for instagram that's it's for instagram no but the thing is is it <laughs> no, yeah. doesn't that defeat the purpose but here's the thing like people, why are why are overweight people feeling awkward at a gym. Isn't that what the purpose of a gym is?
0: Yeah, no, you're right. I think mainly…
1: We need to do something to make them feel comfortable. What should we do? Because I would feel uncomfortable too. Actually, I never work out at a gym. Even when I was overweight. Maybe
0: you have specific hours. I mean, just so people feel more comfortable in that setting. Like, I tend to… Personally, I used to be like, oh, when I would go into a CrossFit class, I'd be like, oh, I want to be with this guy because he's really good too. So I'll finish in a faster time. Uh Where now my mindset has changed where I don't care who I'm with. In fact, I'd rather be with the person that is just getting into the gym because I want them to buy in more. I want to try and have a positive influence on others in society. I mean, it's just almost my way of giving back Uh in a sense. But when you look at it from a gym perspective, you're right. A lot of people in the gym that I go to majority are in decent shape or getting in shape. And I think when someone goes to the gym and they're overweight, when you buy into the gym and you actually buy into that mentality, you start eating right. And when you start eating right over time, you do look a different way. So well, I mean, maybe, or they maybe, did start, maybe they did have a different starting point. We just didn't see that starting
1: yeah, point. Yeah, and maybe that's what it is. The intent is for these individuals to really... The idea is, is that going back to mind reprogramming, right? If you're going to go to a gym and you're overweight, I think that what you need to reprogram, because the thought when you're going into the gym, you're thinking, oh my God, how can I go? All these people look like they're fit and they're healthy. And here I am, they're going to make fun of me. Why don't you go into a program, go to a health club and reprogram this thought idea that maybe they were all like you and that's why. So the end resolution is them.
0: Yeah. Or maybe go into it saying, I want to be like them or better than them.
1: Right. And that's the reason. Which
0: will get you to that standard.
1: It's true. So, I mean, you're right. I think a lot of these individuals that are there, maybe they were overweight, they've worked very hard and they've lost weight through time. And so instead of saying, no, 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 I'm not going there. How can I go to the gym? and Everyone's going to make fun of me because I'm fat you should think about it like this is the place where other people have been in your shoes and now they've become the way they are. But again, it's like, it's really the messages we give ourselves. We are the biggest,
0: hypocrites of ourselves. And we're the
1: best criticals of ourselves.
0: At the same time, I do want to preface this and I want to say that you should love yourself for who you are, not because of if you're fat, skinny or whatever. That doesn't matter. That should never matter. And it
1: shouldn't matter. It's it's a personal decision, right? Yeah. But again, it's like there are people that have gotten under messages. There's like these hidden messages, subconscious messages that says that you are a loser. You will never make it. You're always going to be fat. You're always going to be ugly. And I think people that they might have an intention to lose weight, but because they have truly believed in these negative messages, they think that they can't lose weight. So there are people yeah. that are happy with the weight that they're in, but there are other people that are not happy and they want yep. to lose, but they think that they're never going to be able to lose. So what I want people to realize that a lot of times, we have not achieved or reached a goal that we want to achieve, not because we don't have the strength, the physical strength is because we don't have the emotional strength that we are living in the subconscious that constantly brings us down. That constantly makes us feel that we are never going to achieve. So if you really decide that I can, I mean, I can not imagine that there are lots of people that lose weight. Why can't this person lose weight? Because they want to. I mean, I had people saying, no, 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 I can never lose weight. I've tried so many diets and I haven't. And I think it's because there's an underlying fear of being thin. And what does that mean? There's an underlying fear of like, if you look like a different person, what does that mean? Which means that all these messages that you've erased in the past, they have to be erased. And that's a fear. So we cannot live in our fear. We have to realize that everyone can be and do whatever they want to do if we can just go beyond this under messages that tells us no and yes. And we're bombarded by the inner voice that constantly says to us, don't do this, don't do that, do this, do that. It's a struggle.
0: It is. And that's why you get paid the big bucks. <laughs> and I think that's a wrap. That was yeah. a, that was an intense episode. It was. Know, that was really intense. I'm definitely gonna name this episode like something to do with relationships or man hater, maybe.
1: <laughs> no.
0: You're
1: making it look like we were hating men.
0: But we, men, we, hold on. Hold on a oh, we men
1: they gave us a lot of these like negative messages came from men.
0: I agree. <laughs> I, I, hey, I'm a man and I agree with it. I think Men are pigs? do <laughs> you know that men are pigs. <laughs> no, I'm just joking.
1: Men are, but the idea is, is that it is. And if you think about it, and you think, any other people are like, no, but women have it that easy. But if we grew up in a society that beats you down, and a home that beats you down, because you're a woman, or because you don't fit a certain criteria, and you're in a relationship that beats you down, what do you expect from women to do?
0: 100%. Right? Yeah. Well... Well, on that note, <laughs> on that note <laughs> head over mind to Instagram. I, I know, right? Head oh, over true. to Instagram. You can shoot Dr. D a message at any time and you can message us at The Project Kuwait. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. You can also find us on Instagram at The Project Kuwait. Thank you and join us next time.